got my peaches out in Georgia. Oh, yeah. I get my from California. Hello, everyone. Happy Friday. I'm Jessica Smith, and this is the Game of Love on Mile High Sports Radio. I am so happy to be here. I am so thrilled it's the weekend. Danny, how are you doing? How are you doing, Danny? I'm doing wonderful now. Yeah? Now that you're here, this is my last show of the week, last show of the day. Woo! Looking forward to the weekend. It's Life is good right now. That's right. Life is good right now. I love that. I love that. And I love that I have some amazing guests in the studio tonight. There's a lot of testosterone in here, people. Lots. Lots. (laughs) (laughs) I have fitness professional, Mike Paulser here. Hello. Hey, thanks for joining me. And real estate investor, Jesse Rooney. Hello, hello. My friends here. Thank you guys so much for being here. Um, Not only are you guys friends of mine, but you are also amazing men in the community doing great things. And uh, that's why I brought you in today, because I wanted to share uh, with with our audience what you guys are up to. And um, a big topic that I've been covering on the show and will continue to cover for the next couple of months is the healthy masculine and and how our, our men, especially in Colorado, can show up in healthy masculine ways. And so I, I had to bring you guys on. So, had to. Yeah. Thanks for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us. Oh, well, thank you guys. So um, you guys are both group leaders for a men's group. Is that correct? Yeah. So the, the group that we started, Mike and I started six, seven, eight years ago, probably. Uh, like a decade ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was like 2011. Long time ago. <clears throat> uh, just kind of formulated. It's called E3, and it stands for the evolution of mind, body, and soul, and the three original members that started it. So... We were just at a point in our life where we felt it was very pivotal to to grow. We just wanted more, you know, and coming out of the, the 20s and figuring out what did we want out of life and how are we going to get there a little bit faster. We had good mentors, but we felt like we needed good good people surrounding us. And so we decided to just kind of get together and it started as just a, a small group of us just talking and that kind of formed the basis for the E3 group that we have now. I love that. And not only is it a testament to you guys being good humans and wanting to better yourselves, I love that you guys came together to do this. Because I think often when it comes to feelings, which apparently men have some. (laughs) A couple in there. (laughs) A couple in there. And in these sensitive, vulnerable topics that you can come together and say, hey, let's do something about this. Let's talk about these. Let's get better. Let's, you know, shine some light on the darkness and, and heal. So I commend you guys for doing that. And that's that's an interesting segue because that emotional side revealed itself without us knowing. We went in for like to have a better understanding and learn from one another. Obviously, the fitness was a big part of it. Um, we're both ex-athletes, so there's like a team dynamic camaraderie there. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden it like, a lot of times we it's all emotional talk mm. like we talk about our personal lives and like what we're struggling with and the m- most beautiful part of it is like we're honest it's not like mm. so let's let's listen to you talk and figure out a way no it's like yo man <laughs> i'm i'm feeling this from you how are we going to get past this what's what's going on so there's like there was some brutal honesty that has revealed itself and it's been the most beneficial relationship in my life with with another with with men 
you know. That is amazing. And radical honesty, uh, that, that's huge. And I think it's really beautiful when you come together and you start being honest and start being vulnerable and you start sharing. And it's like, oh, wow, this person ex- experienced something similar and it, and it breaks down these walls and sometimes taboos and it it makes us more human and, and more interconnected. So I, I love that. How, how, how are the groups going? Are they uh, transforming people's lives? Well, there's two dynamics. So with E3, Jesse and I's group, we have another guy, our really good friend, Justin. It's just us three. And then I think I spoke to you about Man Tribe. Mm-hmm. Those are the men's groups where I actually coach and help other men. Okay. So... Jesse and I and Justin were talking about how do we get this out and actually like start contributing and helping more people being open to having more people in. And that's kind of what led me to reach out and do man tribe. Um, those groups are just strangers, Mm. you know, so it could be anywhere from nine to 12 men that find man tribe somehow. And then they, they see the curriculum, how it's advertised, and they feel compelled that they want to shift. They want to change. They want to explore the feminine because mm. that's what it's about. Yeah. That's what Man Tribe is about, is about coming from masculine to feminine or at least at the very least embracing the existence within yourself and understanding the feminine better. And as a collective, helping the collective come to the feminine that you know that that is beautiful work that needs to be done and uh i think it's also important for people to understand that the masculine and the feminine are are energies you know it's not male or female and i like to think of it as each one of us are like the the yin and the yang the the masculine the feminine and when we see that in ourselves and we can mitigate that in ourselves, we show up differently in the world. You know, we can step into our masculine at certain times and then we can step into our feminine at different times, you know, depending on what the, the case is. And then how we show up to each other is also different. So when we come together, it's like I bring the, the yin and, and you might have the yang or vice versa. And um, it's 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 fun. So I, I love that you guys are are teaching this and and bringing this awareness and this and talk and and also how to apply it to daily life. Because, you know, a lot of times with spiritual stuff, you guys are both very spiritually inclined that, you know, we could talk about it. And then when we're in, in real life, you have to implement it. And I think that's what you guys are doing in your groups. Yeah, definitely. I think the interesting thing for us is I even find myself at times, you know, just talking about E3 sometimes. And I'm very proud of it now. But, when, you know, when we we're first starting, I kind of kept it to myself. Like, you know, you're almost afraid to tell people that you're part of this group with a couple other guys. And what do you do? You just sit around and you just talk about feelings, you know, and that's kind of what a lot of people I think what it is. But, you know, I I see it just coming through in different pieces of my life from just the exposure to it and Mm -hmm. just being able to talk to a couple other people. And I've, I've made decisions in my life that I don't know if I would have made if I didn't have the support of two guys that I know it doesn't matter how my life goes, whether it's good, whether it's bad, these guys are going to be there, you know? So I wind up taking calculated risks and good risks that I don't know if I would have taken before if I didn't have support of a good group. And I think especially, you know, with social media, you're just getting pounded on constantly. You know, you got to be better. You got to do this. You got to do that. And you feel like you need to be more. You just need support sometimes. And coming from two 
highly <laughs> testosterone driven men, you know, we were bros, you know, to put it <laughs> bluntly, <laughs> you know, we were love lifting heavy, love sports, you know, at, at the time that we met chasing girls doing the mm -hmm. whole bit, but it was the group that really kind of settled us down to become better men. And that's really the vision that we wanted to start taking forward is just how do we become better human beings and men in general? Cause there's just a lack of good role models <laughs> in a lot of ways I feel like today. And the people yeah. that are being looked up to aren't, they're not the people that I really would look up to that these kids are looking up to these days. But So when you were um, operating in the world before this group, did you notice in yourselves that you were operating in more of the toxicity, the, the toxic side of masculinity? 100%. Yeah. I was just going to say that's what that's what revealed itself to me to make me desire that change because it wasn't working for me anymore. For so long I was in this it's the if you look at it from an archetype standpoint, it's the warrior. You're always grinding, you're always pushing, you're embracing your power. If you squash someone along the way, oh well. And it just wasn't working for me. And I sought out something different. And Jesse had this, this talk with me that like literally if we are ever to write a book or make a program, it will literally be like the header. And he was like, bro, you're, you're coming across really abrasive. Wow. And I was, you know, it was in the middle of quarantine. I was like fed up with the mask, blah, 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 all of it. And it was just, it was because I, I didn't have a grasp of myself. And by him saying, you're coming across abrasive, what's going on with you? Mm. I took a step back and I wasn't offended at all. Cause that's my brother right. from the womb to the tomb. And it's like, okay, we got to work this out. And hearing him say that I could tell it was difficult for him to say. And that led him to say, yo, you're a laser man. Like you're so focused, you're so sharp, you're like driven. But that laser can like cut someone's leg off. Mm -hmm. And I was pushing people away. I was pushing people away because they weren't matching my energy. And he's like, but that same laser, you can refine that laser and you can heal eyesight. Same laser, just you, you were in control of the dial. Right. And that like blew my whole world wide open and we we come back to that a lot and it's like so powerful such a like you can totally understand that that metaphor and that visual and uh yeah so it just it wasn't working for me what about it, you jesse did you have your own issues with toxic masculinity <laughs> oh i'm sure i have you know i grew up in a very masculine household and boxing and football and sports and you know all that was definitely a part of my life and you know full disclosure I, I think I had struggled a lot when relationships I had been in long relationships but it seemed to always take the same pattern mm. and um, so I knew I needed to change and I knew I needed to break the pattern that's very hard to do because the pattern is what you know so going into an unknown is sometimes worse than just staying in an unhealthy situation and that's how a lot of bad things can come about but I was always aware I guess in certain ways you know I just didn't know how to change and I, I told Mike one time you know the, the group itself is it's like being in a 
a fitting room, you know, and the boys that are in the group, they're just the mirrors that are kind of seeing different pieces of yourself that yeah. you're always looking at yourself from the front. And then these guys are like, dude, you didn't even notice this. You're not even seeing this part of yourself. And it takes a very strong individual to not be offended by it and just say, I know these guys love me. I know they care for me. They wouldn't say this to That's me right. if they didn't care. So I, I go back to that metaphor and you just have to take it all in and say, what change is needed in my life and be strong enough to go forth and do it and that's a lot of what these guys do for myself is to make those changes when you don't know what the outcome's going to be that's right we need each other to grow for mm -hmm. sure mm -hmm. well you guys thank you so much uh stay tuned don't leave don't move stay right here we're going to take a little break and we come back more with michael and jesse Hey everyone, happy Friday. Welcome back to the Game of Love on Mile High Sports. I'm Jessica Smith and I have Jesse Rooney and Michael Paulzer here. Hey gentlemen. Hello. Thanks for spending your Friday night with me. I, I feel like we're just missing cocktails. I feel like this should be happy hour. Right? I almost told thought us. that there would be. Dang I it. almost thought. <laughs> Need a cooler of beer over here. That's what we need. We do. I I didn't think about it. Come I, on. I, sorry about that. I brought some water in, uh, uh. keeping us hydrated. Um, <laughs> I love what you guys are doing in the world. I love your men's group. Um, I want to keep talking about it, and because um, I think it's really important. Uh, our whole world is going through turmoil right now. We're going through the um, great joy of elevating spiritually and going through our collective shadow work. And I think part of that shadow work is the, the men stepping up and coming together, um, looking at themselves, looking at how they are healthy and unhealthy and helping each other out. Like you guys were saying, I think that is so important and something, um, just to let you guys know, it's, it's beautiful because in Denver, there are so many men's groups that are popping up now. And I'm like, thank goodness. <laughs> it's like when I hear of other dating coaches or anything, I'm like, thank goodness there's other people out here doing this work because you know, we, we are all in this together apparently. So I, I love that. Um, there's a lot of people vibing and, um, you know, hopefully that will, uh, change the love dating relationship dynamic in the lovely state of Colorado. <laughs> yeah. I don't know with Tinder and hinge and all these things out there. It might be changed forever. I don't know. Uh huh. So, um, you guys want to talk about your love lives a little bit? Yeah, Mike, you can go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so Mike, let me let me ask you. Um, how has your love life changed since creating this men's group? Has there been a clear before and after picture with your love life? Um, it's been an evolution, but one thing remained like. Um, I've only had like one serious relationship since this group started and she absolutely loved and understood the men's group. Like every, anytime I was like, she loved Jesse, how could she not, you know? And I then mean, that, everybody loves That Jesse. was important. That's Go important. <laughs> you know, when like, when you're, when your best friend gets along with your girl and your girl likes your best friend it's like it's validation mm -hmm. for that moment definitely and so that was really cool because that was like it, she just couldn't question it 
and she didn't want to. And so it was, it was good. And it made me feel like I was, I was putting effort towards myself and us, Mm -hmm. you know? So in that aspect, being in a relationship, it, it let me grow. It let me understand and have more patience, but then out of it, it gave me the strength to, and the desire to learn from that relationship and then honor the time we spent together to be better in the next one. Yep. You know, so absolutely it helped. Well, and I think that's a beautiful opportunity that the men's group and, and doing that inner work, you're able to not only work on yourselves, but you're working on your relationships. And I mean, that's, that's vital. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jesse? Did you notice a big difference between like the before and after the men's groups and how you showed up in your relationships or how your relationships played out? Yeah. I mean, same thing. I mean, and and for most guys, I would say it's probably an evolution. I think it's just becoming more aware that what your pattern is, the things that you say, you know, in the past, you know, I'm Italian Irish, so, you know, I have a temper, (laughs) you know, and that's something, you know, I was never violent or anything like that. It was more so just becoming upset way too fast about things that just did not matter. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I, you learn to give a little bit more and be very cautious about the things that you say, cause you cannot take it back. And even if you apologize and they accept that apology, it sticks, yep. you know, and it's going to be a part of the fabric for a long time, you know? So I think for me it was patience, you know, and when I feel those things that kind of, they stick in your side a little bit when they're said or done, it, yeah it washes away a lot quicker now. And I, I've become, I, I just value a lot more different things that I never thought that I would see in a person, like how they, how they, how they treat me, how they take care of all the little things that are in a relationship. Cause it's so much more. I used to value these big, big things. And I'd go on these huge trips, you know, with one of my ex-girlfriends and it became like all that mattered. Like we had to go on these big trips or else, our love didn't matter, you know, because sitting in, sitting in a house together and just like being together was just not enough. And you realize that most of the relationship is going to be, you know, a plateau. (laughs) You better be happy in a lawn chair, just looking at the view for a while because you're going to spend a lot of time there. So that's right. Yeah. The patience definitely has been something that's been an evolution that came from the group for sure. And just taking a step back. Well, and it's great to have each other that you can, like you mentioned earlier, to call each other out mm-hmm. when you're in that space that you're receptive to, um, you know, to corrective criticism and, um, you know, all that, mm-hmm. then you're able to see things differently. And, and I think a lot of times with toxic masculinity, it's this driving forward. There's not a lot of flexibility. There's not an inner, inner reflection. It's like my way or the highway mm-hmm. sort of vibe. And then when you have your friends that are like, dude, like you're being a jerk right now. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and then it makes you go, wow, if you know, my best friend that I love so much, if he's calling me out on my crap, I'm so proud of myself that I haven't cussed. I've had like three times. Danny's like, (laughs) thank thank God. Um, uh, you know, to have, to be able to receive that. And I think that's where, you know, you become a better partner because you're Mm -hmm. looking at yourself in the mirror and, and, and I've had, um, my own dealings with the, toxic masculinity. And I would just like to say too, just to go on record that there is toxic femininity as well. Mm -hmm. And we see it all the time. And especially I've been watching a lot of reality TV lately and it just like speaking of toxic, speaking of toxic. And, um, and I've even had my own 
doses of, um, or moments of toxic femininity. And I've, I've been called out and I've had to look at it and been like, damn, like I just cut this man to the core. Mm. And I just thought I was so righteous and like, you know, saying these things. And I'm like, damn, I'm, I'm a jerk. I'm curious. I have to ask you a question. Okay. So what is your, what's your definition of toxic masculinity? Because th- mm. just the, the word itself and that phrase, I don't like it. You know, I don't like that phrase. I noticed you both <laughs> at it when I said it and, and, yeah. and I don't like it either because yeah. I feel like it's being thrown around by women in society. Like, Oh, he's so it's toxic. It's toxic. And it's kind of funny because it's really the toxic femininity that's coming back in some cases to call out, uh, the, the toxicity in, in men. So, um, I, my, um, my preference would be to change that phrase mm-hmm. and not use that. Cause I think it has a lot of negative connotations. Um, and I think that men right now are like public enemy number one, like, you know, with, with all that we've been going through and, and, um, you know, I, I don't believe that they are, um, public enemy number one. I, I happen to love <laughs> men and think they are, uh, valuable, um, people in our society. So the, to answer your question, uh, toxic masculinity, I would say is, is someone that is really unconscious and is not present and doesn't see their crap. And then what happens is a plethora of unhealthy behaviors. If it's being degrading to women, um, just being a, you know, uh, all sorts of things. Um, but really it boils down to being unconscious. Mm -hmm. It's, it's interesting to see this, the trend to me, the, just being more aware of, you know, your own, you know, the way that you operate in the world as a man, yeah. you know, and at the same time, I feel like culture is kind of pounding on guys a little bit and, and it's hard. It's kind of hard to be a man today. You know, the way that sometimes you yeah. just feel because sometimes you're going to say stuff. Sometimes you're going to do stuff. Sometimes you're a man. Sometimes you just, the out. you just want to break some stuff, you know? <laughs> And it's almost like the world kind of tells you, like, you can't do that anymore. And there's studies that have been shown now that it's like, you know, testosterone is like dropping through the floor compared to like our, you know, our predecessors and our grandfathers. So, mm-hmm. and we need that testosterone. We, we do we need, need it. it. It's you definitely vital. do. And that's not what this group is about. It's not about sitting here and, and being soft and just being super emotional with each other. It's not. It's actually using the more feminine side of the group to become a better version of the masculine side of yourself. Yep. You know, you don't have to like beat your chest and like punch holes in the walls to show that you're a man. When you're a real man, you don't have to, you know, it comes across in various other ways and how you take care of your family, how you take care of your finances, how you look, how you dress, how you talk. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the group really, really helps us with. I love that. Um, I think you're aware of this, but several years ago, I did a market research study on a hundred single men to find out their feelings, attitudes towards love, relationship, and dating. And I like, I had a pretty good opinion of men going in, but I still had this little like, ugh, uh, like I don't trust him and stuff. <laughs> and, um, I went into these interviews and I interviewed men from a lot of professional athletes to top executives, attorneys yoga teachers, uh, uh, realtors, software programmers, you know, like all these, all these men and sitting down and asking them questions and creating this environment that they felt safe to share things. I had a spiritual awakening. Like I like 
my world was yeah. flipped upside down sitting with these men. And uh, some of them, like one of them was my, my brother. Um, one was the guy that I had a unhealthy long-term on and off again relationship. And I, it was like sitting down with these people. I felt like it was the first time I had actually seen these people mm-hmm. and all these men I sat with, <laughs> I came away that men are people too. Yeah. <laughs> men have insecurities, men have feelings. And that was a, a huge eye-opening experience. Yeah. So we need to take a little break. When we come back. I want to talk about um, trust and respect and how uh, men and women are interacting under those confines. So uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back to Game of Love on Mile High Sports Radio. I'm Jessica Smith. I have Michael Palzer and Jesse Rooney here with me. Welcome back, gentlemen. Hey. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. It's like a club in here. This music and ready. I'm ready to go back to the club. One of the last times I was at the club was with you. With me? Yeah. Where were we? Uh, we were at Native for New Year's. Oh, yeah. Well, that was a night. That was a night. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about love, right? Wow, <laughs> that was <clears throat> yeah. Shout out to Native. They're 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 good to yeah, us there. Right. <laughs> We're like deflecting. We'll just tiptoe backwards. <laughs> um. Okay. So, uh, Michael and I had a conversation um a, a couple weeks ago about trust, and that has been a a key thing in my life and a lot of my clients' lives. And so I want to talk about um, masculine, feminine, um, male, female in relationships and how the lack of trust really uh, destroys our relationships or, or hinders. It keeps us from even getting into relationships. And when you and I were talking, I was I was going through my own trust issues with men and um, I, I had expressed that to you and all of a sudden it was like, oh shoot, like, it probably works in reverse. Like I'm sure that, you know, I see a lot of women that are looking at men and they're like, oh, they're all jerks. You know, they, they cheat and they lie and they, they, they break hearts. But I think in a lot of cases, men are looking at women like that, like these these women are crazy, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to, you know, so I think it's this, it's this horrible two way street that we have going on here of, of lack of trust. Yeah. It's, I think it's a product of our environment with social media, dating apps. It's so accessible to hook up. It's so accessible to meet someone that the sanctity of it, the respect is already removed because it's like, you go into it, like, Unless you're like, like your desire is to get to know someone and meet someone and possibly make it long term, there's actually sites that that's not even the thing. It's a hookup site. Yeah. And so, like you said, like there's a mistrust for males from females, and then there's all a mistrust from male or males to females. And so, if they're like, oh, well, that's the way it is. I'm gonna go into it and play. So there's playing from both genders because they're like, I'd rather play than get hurt. Right. And, and risk, like risk 
that. And that's why we're in this hookup culture. That's why, you know, the feels is a bad thing. And I'm like, if we're not in it to have the feels, like, why are we even playing here, folks? Mm -hmm. Like, that's what we all really want. And that's where it's crazy. When, when you look at dating, you're like, why are we running from this? Mm -hmm. Yet we, we also are, our end goal, you know, is to be in a relationship. And when it comes to, um, you know, that not trusting thing, I've worked with a lot of clients who don't trust men, like kind of despise them. And then on the complete opposite side, they're like, well, can you help me find my mm -hmm. ideal partner? I'm and, like, whoa. And what are they putting into the universe? So they're not going to get the love that they want because that's what they're reflecting out. That's right. Because you attract what you are, not what you want. And, and that's huge. So people are, you know, they're not trusting who they want to be in relationship with. And so the universe is like, Okay, shoot. Well, I'm what gonna are we going to do? I'm going to give say? you hookups. <laughs> I'm going to give you hookups. I'm going to give you emotionally unavailable people. I'm going to give you, um, you know, people that are going to treat you like crap. And, and, um, but hey, you, you get a, you get a body. Yeah. <laughs> you get, to, you get yeah. to have some fun there. <laughs> I think people just need to understand that unless they're happy with them, they have to be happy with themselves first, right? So they always expect somebody to come in and fix them, you know, but the reality is, is all they know is, is hurt and pain they haven't really felt that love so what they know is hurt and pain so they go and seek it they don't even know it so they keep mm. attracting these people that do the same things to them then they generalize well all guys are bad right all women are bad no that's just what you have inside so it's the hard part of doing the work on yourself and being happy first and then going out and find it but that's yep. hard that's hard to do to make that change even more reason to have supportive people in your life that care for you and are those mirrors behind you seeing your blind spots because yeah you don't even know sometimes that you're going out in the world and you're literally seeking the thing that you don't want and you don't know it and you don't know it i call mm -hmm. that dating your wounds mm -hmm. or dating your traumas you just you just yeah. are unconscious you don't see it because that's what you've known mm -hmm. and, and a lot of times sadly we learn from our first relationships with our parents and they just keep yep. playing out and and it's, and it's really unfortunate mm -hmm. that it has to be like that. And, and it is nice to have people to call you out and because I, I also think another thing that is wrong with our, um, world of relationships right now is it's always everybody else's fault. It's always mm -hmm. like, well, you know, I, these women are, <laughs> can I say hoes? <laughs> these women are hoes. It's they, you thinking for the word, <laughs> yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. find that I'm filter. Like, oh, I'm really trying. Um, you know, all women are hoes, you know, they, you know, da, 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 there's all these, uh, these phrases, mm. these, you know, words we assign to it, these feelings, these attitudes. And I think it's really easy for us to say, well, all men are jerks. And it's like, well, honey, well, wh why don't you look in the mirror and see, you know, you are choosing. Mm. And I think people have a hard time looking in the mirror and, and realizing they are the source of their own pain and they're yeah. terrible choices. And it's not because like all girls are hoes or, you know, men are jerks. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where the inner work has to reveal itself. You know, like with the men's groups, we work on like the archetypes and it's a culmination of tons of different cultures, but we go with the lover, the warrior, the magician, and the king. I just started reading that book. Yeah. Oh, it's very nice. common, you know, archetype structure, but it's like, I never looked at it like that. And I never was asked the right questions to find what my, my hangups were. And the beginning is the lover. So there's a, there's a addicted lover 
and then there's a um, impotent lover and not impotent sexually impotent emotionally mm. and so yeah. that goes back to the child the inner child and one of the best phrases I've ever heard is the inner child is the bouncer at the door to let you in to really start healing yeah. and so when I found out like where I was an addicted lover and where I was an impotent lover that's how you learn to become the integrated lover and then you start facing these things like in most cases with men it's mom that's your first form of feminine that's right so like if you have a good relationship with mom it'll affect you this way if you have a bad relationship with mom or mommy issues Mm -hmm. that needs to be addressed that's right because they will play out if they're not addressed and it's inner child work i think is crucial i think everybody should do it and when you go back to that point the origination point of trauma um you know depending if it's little trauma or huge trauma and you realize oh i i didn't get this when I needed this. I didn't get this love. I didn't get this attention. I didn't get this care. I didn't get this protection. Mm -hmm. And you're like, ah, so my, my life has been, you know, going through different lovers, different relationships Mm. of people that were just like my mom or just like my dad. And once you stop and you hit pause and you're like, oh, okay, I've been searching for this type of love. I've been searching for all these things that were deficient in my childhood. And then we can start to fill ourselves. That's when we start attracting better and better partners. You know, they're not wounded. They're not broken. They're not toxic. It's like, ah, wow. When Mm -hmm. I, we have to really start parenting ourselves. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in my case, it was a little different. Like my mom loves me and she loved me really, really well. And so therefore I was I was significant my whole life. I played sports. I was on the stage. So I just kept desiring more and more significance. And then that led to my obsession with the external. Mm, Yeah. And that's where I, I, I was stuck. So that's when I, you know, Jesse had that talk with me. That's when I went on the retreat and I'm like, I have to, cause we have to shift archetypes. You can't just be, you can't be all four. You bounce in and out. It's that dial. And so like I was living in the warrior. I was living hard when I needed to to, like go into the feminine, embrace the lover. And then when I need the warrior, I can turn that on. When I need the lover, I can turn that on. When I need the magician, which is the wisdom, you can turn that on and become the king or the queen. That's right. And that's a beautiful thing when you have that awareness that you can go in and out of that. And, you know, like I was saying before, there's certain situations that you have to show up as the masculine. You have to show up as the warrior. Male and female. Male and like female. Like you have to show up with your masculine energy a lot, I'm sure. All the time. So when, for, for me and a lot of my clients, we have to show up in our masculine so often. You know, I, you know, I have to watch my back when I walk down the street. I yeah. have to make business decisions. I, you know, I have to decide, you know, you know, all the, all the decisions are made by me and to be able to be around the masculine and I get to slip into my feminine. That's like, whew. Same. You do, same. You do a love, a love show on a sports network. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think I think you got the the masculine side uh, down pretty well. Thank you, thank you. Okay, so we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we are gonna play my favorite game: best date or worst date. Stick around. We'll be right back. Game of Love, Mile High Sports. Every day, every day. I try. Stay. 
Welcome back. I'm Jessica Smith. This is the Game of Love on Mile High Sports Radio. Thanks for spending your Friday with me. Lovely having you here. And gentlemen, thank you for being here. Jesse Rooney, Michael Poulter. Thank you, Jessica. Okay, it's time to play my favorite game. Best date or worst date? Get, tell me a story, gentlemen. Tell me some stories. So <laughs> I have both. Okay. Because like we said, polarities, right? Yep. So worst date, I'll start with that. It was a second date. Uh, I obviously told Jesse about this. Um, Jesse's like, which date is this? (laughs) He's like, was it that terrible one? There's not really anything (laughs) this guy doesn't know, which is also very freeing. Um, So I invited this girl over. Um, It was our second date. First one was amazing. It was it was really cool. We clicked, um, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll make dinner." So I made dinner, and uh, she's vegan. And at the time, I was like ninety percent plant based, so it was cool. I I love cooking vegan and uh, big dinner. I like to get extravagant, especially when I was trying to show out a little bit. That's right. And uh, anyway, got it all ready. We were vibing and talking during prep and then sat down had a good dinner um got done grabbed her plate took it getting ready to clean up and she just gets up and goes in the living room and sits down and I'm like okay all right so I start cleaning and it's big mess but that's I don't mind I'm okay. cooking I just kind of smile at the situation and then uh she's like so are you done yet and I'm like yeah I'm done and that With was just, you. yeah, it was like a huge red flag. I'm just like, just be like, I'm tired. I don't feel like it. Or it was just, a, it was a, it was a very loud statement that she didn't have the capacity to acknowledge like that manner. Yeah. You know, the politeness of like, Hey, you cooked for me. This is your house. Let me at least, uh, do little something. Mm-hmm. And then I just thought about like, if you know, you move forward with someone like that they're going to skip steps or just something. I don't know. It was very loud for me. Okay. Well, so I didn't get trashed. I didn't get like, that's cheated. not too bad. That's not but, too bad. I've, I've had some people on here that have had some horrible stories. Like my friend, uh, Corinne Kaplan, she's a, a reality TV star. I was going to sure. say, I bet girls have the worst <laughs> stories. Do you remember that Danny? When she, yeah, I do. She got, didn't she get catfished with some like big, with like a big cat that was supposed to be there. And then, it had died and the guy just never told her that the the cougar or whatever was no longer living it was it was it was was an alligator (laughs) alligator that's it it, was a caiman alligator she went on this date with this crazy dude just to see his pet alligator and after this whole rigmarole she goes back to his house and the alligator had died and so she went through this whole date (laughs) Anyway, Corinne Kathleen, love you, girl. I can't wait to have you back on the show. Uh, Jesse, do you have a have a story, best date, worst date? Uh, I had a pretty bad date on Fourth of July a couple years ago. I was I was actually getting fitted for a tux for a wedding, and the girl that was fitting me was really cute. So at the time I was single, and I asked her out on a date, and she was free on Fourth of July. So 
I said, I'll pick you up 4th of July morning and we'll, we'll have, spend the day and we'll, and we'll go have fun. So I went to go pick her up and you know, I was waiting out. She lived in an apartment on the second floor and I was waiting outside and I called her and didn't answer the phone and called again. And she kind of answered the phone like, uh, hello. And it's like, uh, Hey, Hey, I'm outside. <laughs> you know, she's like, well, uh, don't come up. Don't come up. I'll come down. (laughs) So, uh, so I had to see what was going on. So I walked up to the second (laughs) I went up up. and, uh, knock, knock, knock. She opened the door and I, she was an absolute mess. And inside the apartment, I could see through the door. All these people in her apartment had been partying all night and just wasted. There's beer bottles, liquor bottles everywhere. And she's just hung over as hell. I can tell. So she says, I'll be down in 15 minutes. I'll get it together. So I go down in the car and I'm waiting in the car. And she comes down to her credit. She put it together. And we were supposed to go hiking in Boulder, of all things. She's when like, she's great. Hungover. <laughs> yeah. She's like, what are we doing? I was like, we're going hiking. She goes, great. <laughs> she's like, can I have an IV? <laughs> so five minutes into the drive. She passes out. Oh, no. She passes out in the car. And like, I don't really know this girl. So you want to get to know him a little bit you slam on the brakes a little bit yeah yeah and you, uh you just like you know turn on your playlist and you're like all right she was out cold you know so we do the hike whatever and i'm like you know i gotta find some way to it's like screw it i'll have a beer you know so we stop at a liquor store we're like got a couple beers for the hike we come back She's like, she got sloppy. I don't know. It's like the champagne effect. Like you had a little bit in your system. So you have a couple, like a beer or two. And she got worse and worse. And she was spilling drinks at the house and everything. And I was like, it's, it's done. (laughs) And I told her 4th of July, right before the fireworks, I was like, I have to take you home. I can't do this anymore. I got to take you home. And she got so mad. Why? What? What happened? I don't understand. And so I'm taking her Slurring home. her words. Oh, yeah. I'm taking off. her home. And she passes out in my car <laughs> on the way home to me taking her home. And I took a picture of her. Oh, I was going to say, please tell me. Oh, I took that. a picture. I still have it. No. Day. I took a picture. And so she wakes up and she, you know, shakes it off. And she's like, I still don't understand <laughs> what's going on here and why you're taking me home. And I was like, here. Oh, I showed her the picture. I was like, you're asleep. This is why. <laughs> Exit the vehicle. Yeah. Remember this Lose moment my for your future, okay? <laughs> so here's the best part is that she had a car at my house. And so Victor, this guy that I used to be roommates with, a little bit of a you know, character sometimes. And he hung out with some questionable people. So it was this Russian guy that he was friends with. And he drove her car home. And so we dropped her off. And unbeknownst to me, he had put his number in her car to call her no <laughs> after we dropped and then she called me the next day and said that he had taken her lip gloss back to her house to give her her lip gloss oh, back yeah. she after. needed yeah so the whole sh- the oh, whole wow. ordeal was just awful I, but you know it, <laughs> they're great stories and then it's like whew dodge that bullet glad yeah, glad exactly. i didn't yeah. go down i was that like path. thank you for revealing this soon right? oh yeah oh yeah um i want to hear your date story i want to tell a best date story best date yes 
So, um, like, you and I go back a ways. You, you've known me, yeah. and I'm kind of like this playboy. Like I'm just out living my best life. You know, I'm just you like you kill it. You kill it, girl. <laughs> I, you know, I'm I'm always cool, calm, and collected, right, yeah. Danny? I come in here like absolutely, right? yeah. You command the room. I command the room. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, I have this this date, and normally, you know, I'm like not nervous. I'm just like, yeah, I'm gonna go out with this. I was so anxious and nervous. Like I had butterflies. I'm like, I had to pull over at one point and have a little talk with myself. I'm like, girl, you need to take some deep breaths. You cannot walk into this guy's place all like, hi. Hey. <laughs> but I just was, I thought it was so cute and so endearing that, you know, my usual playboy self is like, oh my yeah. God, I like this. <laughs> and we had a fabulous night. He was like, the perfect gentleman. Snowing, wine, sushi. We played shuffleboard. <laughs> <laughs> I I th thought it was kind of funny at first because I I never played shuffleboard, mm. and I thought it was like the uh, an old person's game. But it actually w it really worked because you know you had to kind of you stand by each other, mm -hmm. you know, and then and then I like position myself up at the, the board and you know and it, it we just had the greatest night together so what a lovely night it was a lovely night it was your <laughs> womenly intuition telling you that it was going to sparkle for you yes that was my definitely my intuition and he is so masculine that I got to sit back in my feminine and that's why I didn't have that playboy attitude mm. when I showed up I, I got to sit back and he just took care of me and whew. good <laughs> good <laughs> All right, so give me your uh, your best date story. Best date. Well, when I was 17, 18, 19, I was only into older women. And so... Like, I how was... old are we talking? Are we talking like... <laughs> like... <laughs> 56. <laughs> this is Betty. <laughs> Jesse's like, what, bro? <laughs> no, uh, so... I don't know, anywhere from 10 to 20 years older. Okay. Like I was, yeah, I was like 21 and the oldest I've ever dated. I think she was like 40, 41 at the time. So that's a pretty big difference. But this case, I was, I was 18 and I just got my very first training job. And uh, there was this new hire, Darby. And uh, she, I think she was like 28 ex-college athlete and I was just really into her and I was like I'm just gonna ask her if she wants to go out and I could tell she was skeptical but I'm like no it's just relaxed it's just relaxed it'll be fun and I'm like 18 and even now I know this much about women <laughs> so Smart at 18 man. I was Smart like man. I was like <laughs> to, I, to what do that. I do what do I do where do I put my hands <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I'm like, I'm just going to do what I would want to do. And so I picked her up and I took her to like this like fun place. It was like an arcade little like fun house called Utopia. And I was all nervous. I was like, I can't, I can't take her to a bar. I'm not 21. We can't do that. And uh, it was the middle of the day. And she's just like, this is the greatest time ever. And it was uh, like, I just like, that was a, that was a, always been a reminder to just be myself and never, ever let go of that inner child. You know, that is beautiful. And that is some of the best pre-date advice that anyone can use. It's just be yourself, be yourself. 
you know, either they're going to, they're going to love you for you or not love you for you, but at least you're showing up authentically. You guys, we got to wrap up the show. Uh, we could talk for hours and hours, especially if we had a little, a little, Sippy, sip, yeah, yeah, a little refreshment. <laughs> <laughs> um, Michael Palzer, Jesse Rooney. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Um, how can uh, my audience find you? Uh, probably social media. Instagram is the best way. So for me, my company, you know, which is a little bit off topic, but uh, the Property Pro nice. um, is my real estate investment company. So if there's agents or anything out there listening and you want to do deals and you want to talk or get involved with the group, find me the Property Pro on Instagram. Perfect. And what's your Instagram? Yeah, mine is E3 Elite Performance. Okay. You can just search Michael J. Pulsar or that and then that's how. Awesome. Thank you guys again. And thank you guys for listening and spending your Friday with me. Uh, join me next week where I have author and men's group leader and my good friend Jeff Lawton is going to be in. Uh, always have powerful, powerful conversations with him. So you won't want to miss it. Thank you again. And until next time. Get out there and love each other.